Welcome to the High Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Cupins. I hope you have a clean piece and a bowl packed ready for today's sesh that was recorded live on my Twitch stream. Don't forget to check out our partners, MJ Arsenal, makers of some excellent mini dab rigs and more. And check out Soft Glass. Their modular silicone glass hybrid pieces are easy to clean and hard to break. Also, check out Grinders for Life. Their Brilliant Cut Grinder has three different grind plate options, so you can get the exact grind you're looking for. You can save 15% off with code CUPINS at mjarsenal.com, soft.glass, and grindersforlife.com. Enjoy the sesh. Yay, there we go. Audio. It wouldn't be a stream if something didn't break right away. Like everything works until it like you need it to like actually work and then it breaks. I call it the Millennium Falcon theory. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Streaming is easy, I tell people. <laughs> I'm never serious. So easy. So easy. Yeah. You just get to play video games all day. Uh but hello everyone. My name is Business. Uh not a robot. Very common misconception. Understand that. Uh, just a boy trapped inside of a video game console. You see, as a as a real boy, I was walking through the woods and I met Death. And Death challenged me to Mortal Kombat. They picked Scorpion, I picked Sub-Zero. And well, I'm not very good at video games, so I... Well, I cheated Death at Mortal Kombat. I unplugged their controller from their port. And they were so mad at me that they trapped me inside of this video game console. And that's why I'm currently a video game console streaming on Twitch. And I also like to get really high. <laughs> i love the story i i really do i've heard it a few times it's just it's such a classic um <laughs> so so like do you do you have like a pipe loaded up can we take a, a rip together would you would you mind like I, my my silent yet devilishly handsome roommate he uh he helps me out with that so i can uh yeah t oh, take a rip with you absolutely i'll i'm gonna express express order one here <laughs> <laughs> And we're gonna get that same day Amazon shipping. Uh, yeah, mine's heating up right now. Should be ready in just uh, 20 seconds. You've always wanted to take a rip with the SNES? Well, get your bowls ready because this is that chance. This is your chance. I, I've i gotten high near consoles, but never quite with the console. With the console, yeah. This is a different experience. You know, it's like it's like getting high with like your best friend that has never been able to talk to you before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All, All right, right, let me know when you're. I am. I am ready. Yeah. Cheers, friends. <sighs> oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is classic. So uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. Oh, no problem. I like the headphones. Oh, thanks. Like, I, I've been a streamer. Uh, January will be nine years I have been doing this uh, this whole streaming thing, and I have not changed my headphones. And, like, even right before this, I had a different set of headphones on, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go back to the classics. Like, just go with you, what you know, you know? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think it's it's got that nice look to it. I mean, obviously, you can't go with something too nice and new on the SNES console. 
Right, yeah, I definitely get the hand-me-downs, uh, yeah, after they've been well used. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the smoke? It has been something that I've been working on. It will be coming shortly. I bought, like, a photo defogger, and then it was on back order from Amazon, and then they were like, it's delivered, and then it wasn't delivered, so... But I've I've always wanted to yeah be able to actually blow smoke out, which is yeah, something that's it. coming. So, but you know I do get the munchies when I when I do smoke. So like this is what pizza looks like for me. It's uh, Ninja Turtles turtles in time, and so I just uh uh huh uh huh uh huh oh it's uh it's d- delicious. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Yeah, I think a, a good excuse until that you just say you ghosted the hit, like you, you held it within your lungs. It just, yeah, like I just it. haven't it, like I haven't exhaled yet. That's how I long I can uh, hold my hits. <laughs> I don't waste any smoke. I I get it all. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm actually the highest streamer on Twitch uh, from an elevation standpoint as well, uh, because I do stream from the moon. This is my this is my moon base that I have set up. So there's there's the, my hemp habitat in the back that keeps roommate situated with like oxygen and stuff like that. And plus hemp is just such a is such a robust, you know, plant. You could do so much with it other than, you know, smoke it, right? Um so you know it, we you know that takes care of roommate and then yeah, we can go inside the habitat. If I had a nose, it would smell great in here. But uh, yeah, I I wanted to be the highest streamer from an elevation standpoint. So I was like, what's higher than the moon? You know, like even if somebody's like streamed from like, you know, the highest peak on Earth, I'm still higher than them. So no, that's a that's a good point. I haven't I've figuratively metaphorically been to the moon, but you're there. (laughs) I am. I am there. (laughs) I like it. That's amazing. So you say you've been streaming for nine years? Nine tubers. I nine years. I uh, predate every VTuber by yeah several several generations, and th- this has been the stream since the the very start. So nice. That actually is interesting because I there is the, a comparison of VTubers in there too, but like yours is is so much cooler for me personally because bro it's a super nintendo like (laughs) (laughs) well you know like there was one other person that started just a little bit after me that was a talking cat and it it looked like a canadian on south park and you know i i wanted my stream to be very mystery science theater and i like it started off as a regular nintendo and then i looked at a super nintendo and i was like oh that's a face and you know i i thought of it as kind of the the whole show started off as my roommate on a couch with me and it was going to be kind of like a wilson from uh castaway situation where like i was roommates only friends so i became like anthropomorphic right um but then just like i twitch came along and i didn't really want to do youtube stuff and like roommate figured out a way to rig it so that i can play video games and and talk to you and uh you know it's it, it, that's just kind of how it started and i've been streaming this way since i started the channel so no i think it's i think it's very it's very cool it's very interesting i'm always impressed when i see but the, it the getting stone thing actually came actually because of the you know the likeness to a computer program everybody thought it was a computer program at first and i was just like i'm not working this hard and doing this physical labor of of you know operating this puppet every stream for a computer to get the credit so i was like what can i do to show that it's a physical thing and you know 
putting the pipe in his mouth and and lighting it it's it's a cool thing and it's a very visual thing and then people realize right away like oh shit like this is a physical this is a real thing that you can interact with instead of you know i i you know i have no slight against vtubers but i i love that i am a physical thing and that you can go to a convention and hold me and i i can go to a pot store and get a picture with snoop dog and and stuff like that uh because it's fun you know it, it's it's a lot of fun to do and it's definitely definitely a lot of fun i think uh <laughs> I think the being at conventions, I, I, I don't know how a VTuber would do it. You got to bring like a tablet or hold up a picture. Or yeah, I've seen but... an iPad. I've seen people use iPads to do it. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that I can, I mean, and that's what the cool thing was about Snoop Dogg. Like roommate was able to hand me off to him. And, you know, the fact that Snoop Dogg started playing, playing with me and like how I worked. And yeah, so roommate steps up to Snoop Dogg, shakes his hand and says, you know, like, thank you for the music. I really appreciate everything you've done. And my eyes were blue at that point. And he's like, I don't need anything signed. Can I please just get a picture of you with this talking SNES that I stream with? And, you know, I say, what up, Snoop? And he just immediately smiles and he's like, yeah, all right. So, you know, <laughs> Snoop holds me up with my blue eyes and roommate steps out of the frame so that they can get the picture. And as they're taking the picture, roommate says, by the way, he gets high on stream. And, you know, roommate and Snoop turns it back around. And he's like, he gets high on stream. And, you know, he's playing with the, the wire that controls my mouth a little bit. And roommate switches my eyes from blue to red. And he's like, oh, well, I got to get a picture like that and, and holds me <laughs> up again. And I got that second picture with Snoop Dogg. And oh. it's just like, yeah, just moments like that are are great. <laughs> nice. Just a couple of Twitch streamers hanging out. <laughs> right yeah yeah this, this was a while ago yes yeah this was, yeah this was before he even started streaming believe it or uh, not that was like that was eight years ago so okay. <laughs> i have been around the block it's weird to be considered like an og because like when i started there were still people that have been doing it so much longer than me but like i don't know i guess i've <laughs> a lot of those people have stopped at this point so yeah. i i am considered an og i have been around for for a while on this platform i i still love it though so <laughs> oh that's awesome and where where was it uh that you got the pictures with snoop dogg uh it was a pot store in in uh redmond wash or not rented uh renton washington and yeah it was the opening of this new pot store and snoop dogg was there signing autographs and so roommate was like especially when i first started like roommate was shameless with me like every convention you know oh hey tim schaefer like please take a picture with this puppet you know like uh, i got to tour valve and like the entire place was like empty because everybody at Valve gets uh, two weeks in Hawaii when they work there. Uh, but at the very end of the tour, who should come sauntering through the lobby uh, but Gabe Newell? And so like I, I met Gabe Newell, roommate gave him a business card. And yeah, we, we talked a little bit about video games. Uh, and, and yeah, so I, I, I loved getting to go out and meet people. I, 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 I'm all about community. I actually helped run a convention for Metal Gear Solid. Uh, so I'm all about, you know, connecting people who, you know, find each other online and then bringing them together in person. Because I think that's important in life. So yeah. No, it definitely is. So a lot of conventions, meeting a lot of people. Um, yep. PAX, E3. I got to go to the last two E3s. Uh, yeah, it was wild. <laughs> nice. What What was the most recent one you went to? 
Uh, I, I used to. I actually just moved from uh, Washington, so I, I would go to PAX every year. So I, I got to go to PAX West or PAX Prime, depending on who you ask. This last time, nice. um, which was which was, it's always a lot of fun. So nice. Yeah, I don't I don't go to the conventions much, but I do see like on streams or videos or like obviously people take a bunch of pictures. It looks like a cool place. Or PAX it, looks like, like an interesting one. Especially like I, I've been going to TwitchCon since the very, very first one, and like especially when it was so small back in the day. Like, there, there's just something so special about meeting people that you know have something in common with you, right? Like, you know, if you're here, you're going to enjoy this thing with the people around you because everybody kind of has the same likes right and that's why metal gear solid con was so awesome was because it was so specific right like unlike just a retro game convention where you might find one or two metal gear solid fans it's like you know everybody that you talk to is probably going to be obsessed with it at the level you are and like like honestly without going to conventions i would not have gotten partnered on twitch like i've been partnered so long that it was like kind of not what you did but like who you knew and stuff like that and i mean i was doing i got partnered because of how original my stream was but that came from meeting the right people at conventions um and yeah i would not i i mean i met the cyberpunk crew at e3 and stuff like that so some of my biggest connects i've made in this industry have come from putting myself out there at conventions so nice nice i think uh yeah i i know there's like a lot of gaming conventions there's obviously like, i make 420 friendly content there's a lot of 420 conventions or cannabis conventions have you ever been to one of those specifically I mean, every convention for me is a 420 convention. If we're being, if we're being honest, like, and that's how I found most of my friends at at these things, you know, or at music fest was like, oh, who's smoking weed? Like, let's go over there and and join the circle and and, and find those people. So, but I've never gone to anything specifically for cannabis. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. But hey, I, I would I would happily judge something. <laughs> hey, yeah, you want you need me as a judge for anything? I'll I'll go wherever you want. So <laughs> that would be an interesting celebrity guest judge or something. And it's a uh, business over here. That's just there's a there's gonna be a game console smoking the weed like <laughs> passing it out. I know um, he's gonna be passing it to his roommate. He's the roommate will be the one. There you go. The, the surrogate smoker. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <it up. laughs> um, so have you been smoking as as uh, uh the whole time you're on Twitch? Oh yeah. Yeah, the like I, you know, anybody who wants to call me a lazy stoner, uh, you know, can watch me operate a puppet while talking to my chat while playing Bloodborne without leveling up my character. You know, like I, de- <laughs> I definitely get like that it affects people differently, but like for me, it's like just always. I've been an improv comedian and teacher for about 20 years at this point as well. Um, You know, and it's always funny when people are like, how do you think that fast? And it's just like, yeah, I'm thinking this fast and I'm stoned while doing it. And, (laughs) you know, it's just for me, it it has been medication. Like what I I had so much social anxiety and like I was a very sick kid. Like I had kidney issues and stuff like that. So performing was my way that I could like be up in front of people and not be judged, right? Because I was considered a liar because I would be sick in the morning and then I would feel better in the afternoon. But And because I wasn't a liar, I wouldn't act sick anymore. And, you know, it wasn't until I was about 16 that they found out what was wrong with me. And so, like, I became very standoffish with people 
And it wasn't until like I found a group of people to start smoking weed with that I could like finally engage in like one on one conversations again and like could actually like take compliments from people without thinking that there was something jilted behind it. And so like, you know, I've seen other people, you know, turn drooly on it and it's like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be smoking weed and doing these things. But, you know, I, I did a 420, I did a show called the green show in Seattle and, you know, the whole, the whole premise was, Oh, we get stoned and do improv. And, you know, for me, that was, that was every improv show. So like I was, you know, automatically elected the leader because I was just able to handle myself so well while i was stoned and you know I've, I've never known really what it is or why it's different but yeah i've I, i've smoked people under the table i smoked another twitch streamer under the table once which was super awesome because he always <laughs> got people too drunk and so i was like i know that you would get me too wasted so like i'm gonna bring you to my playing field right you, <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and got him like you know i sent him to the moon that day um <laughs> But yeah, I just, for me, it's just always been my, my social lubricant has taken away that anxiety and has given me like the energy to stream and to do something like this. (laughs) That's a little different. Nice. And have you, I guess in the beginning had any issue with showing it on stream or did you mostly keep it off in the beginning? I mean, because it's a puppet, um, yeah, you know what, what, what am i doing so yeah i can <laughs> you want, i can take off the creative asshole hat you want to see the, the a little bit more of the behind the scenes and stuff like that uh, now yeah i think uh this so. is definitely going to be very interesting uh for the but, people watching yeah the behind the scenes but How's hello <laughs> i'm joe uh i have yeah the the roommate so if uh, the way that i spin it on stream when i when i stream is that uh if if i sound exactly like business it's because we're twin brothers and i just wasn't trapped in a video uh, game console there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah i've started streaming a little bit more as myself just because i recently moved back to milwaukee wisconsin and i have all this sweet swag that i was like you know what that that would be a pretty cool nook to to stream behind but i have the lighting set up for the snes right now so everything's like super bright (laughs) john wick i appreciate that momentum because i like (laughs) i usually uh, at my old job is like you look like one of two people it's either jesus or charles manson it's like i guess well they both had a lot of followers but No, John but, Wick is fun. <laughs> but you know, I've never I've never wanted to hide like who I am. You know, like there's the character stream, but like I've never a lot of people, you know, especially in the beginning, like really kind of hid behind their characters. And I never wanted to be one of those people that hid. Like I am the Jim Henson behind the, this puppet, you know, like I am the person who created this, and I'm not afraid to take off my creative asshole hat and just be a person as well. So yeah, I, I and I guess that's something that I you know I wasn't sure of I guess before. So I'm glad that you just were able to tell pull the curtain back for us as they yeah, say. Yeah, so I like hello. I I like showing people kind of how it works because maybe it'll inspire somebody else to do the same thing or realize that it is something that they are capable of doing as well. So I like I've always like with every character that's come onto Twitch, I've always tried to extend an olive branch because a rising tide raises all boats. That's exactly why I wanted to be on this stream. Like I I, I want to get stoned with other people that make stoner content on Twitch uh, because, yeah, it, it was something that 
I mean, I've, I've probably, if I was a little bit more family friendly, could have gotten some more opportunities, but I've always wanted to make content for the people like me that are up at this time. And I, I've, I'm not going to hold any punches. I'm never not going to say motherfucker, you know, like uh, on stream or anything like that. So, you know, just to, to hide, it would be disingenuous and, you know, I've ne- with the people that I've smoked with at Twitch, um, or that used to be at Twitch, I, I would definitely say that it, they were okay with it. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> even if they had to be forward facing more like, uh, oh, against it, like, I've definitely gotten to smoke some weed with some pretty cool people at that company, yeah. too. So I'm very, very thankful for my time in and around the Twitch community i've i've you know as much as i've have had some interesting times with other character streamers for the most part just the communities that i have found and the people that have stuck around are just awesome so yeah but still able to keep it as much of like yourself versus just only a character you you got elements of yourself in there well i like i always I never wanted Twitch to be my end game. I always thought of Twitch as like a launching platform. Like I, I was actually trained by Twitch and hosting and interviewing to do stuff at conventions. And then they like stripped that program down and like only did TwitchCon and stuff like that. And I've done a pilot for a TV show that unfortunately didn't get picked up. So, you know, like it's just all about taking the opportunities and you just got to keep swinging because, you know, it, it, there's no sense in giving up like everything like especially at being an improv teacher the biggest thing i teach people is nothing is a failure if you learn something from th- from it it's simply a hard lesson learned and you just got to keep going because the people who did succeed failed more than you can possibly imagine and it's only because they learn from those failures and can adapt to like any situation that they're put in that they are able to succeed so okay uh then no that's a that's one of the best ways to look at it um, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways to approach it. Um, have you done other like content? I guess not just Twitch stream, but have you made like specific short form or long form like videos? Um, uh, a little bit here and there. Um, I like I really focus. Uh, I was like focusing on Twitch and then like trying to kind of get into that community afterwards but i'm definitely trying to especially now that i'm able to make streaming my full-time job again i'm really trying to make my stream more of a show so i actually have a physical set of that moon base built and you know people will be able to hopefully interact with it a little bit more and you know i wanted to have kind of that life aquatic with steve zisu kind of you know yellow submarine vibe where we're ex- we're getting to explore space and explore the moon a, a little bit more so but i've 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 had an eclectic amount of like i've been a production assistant on documentaries i've worked i was on a horror movie that never actually came out um uh, yeah just weird stuff in and around the the film arena and then improv was my main focus so i did a lot of themed improv shows i was a part of a group called worst case scenario uh for a long time so we did like a star wars themed improv show and a quentin tarantino themed improv show and a rap themed improv show so for a long a long time i was not only like doing the regular improv shows with this company but i was running a high school league with over 100 students in it because i love teaching as well um and teaching the highest level of, of, of adult workshops so i am 
I had one real job as like in retail, uh, Sam Goody, when I was like 16 years old. And ever since I've like, I've made my money either doing theater or doing improv and teaching classes or finding ways to entertain people. Being a tour guide, I was a tour guide for a long time in Seattle, which was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I just kind of tours. Uh, the first tour was Bill Spidell's Underground Tours, because 22 blocks of downtown Seattle, uh, when you're in downtown, you're not actually standing on the first level sidewalk, you're standing on the second level sidewalk. But because mm. they wanted to raise up everything, they built the buildings and then they raised up the streets. And so everybody covered up their first level sidewalks. And so there's a story that wraps around 22 blocks. Each block has an individual, like, essentially first floor that people can get to a lot of them have been closed off but some of them have been kept open for historical reasons Hmm. um and then my last job that i've had i had for the last year before i moved back to milwaukee was uh, i worked at climate pledge arena which is where the seattle crack and the hockey team play and uh, by the name climate pledge arena it's all about sustainability uh there's no waste in the arena it's a fully green arena so like every wrapper for everything goes in into the recycling bin instead of into the garbage there's not a single plastic bottle you know in the building Mm -hmm. that people can buy they get their power from solar panels the ice they actually uh use rainwater they have a big cistern buried and so they capture rainwater and that's the water they use to create the nhl ice um and so it was just i love hockey and so it was really cool getting to like work around the arena i used to do just the regular like backstage stage crew for major concerts um so i i just like i said entertainment life i like being around that stuff and so it's it seemed like a cool place to work they needed tour guides and you know as much as i love twitch um i felt like i was kind of begging some months like to to make my rent and so i just wanted something to balance it out so that it would be fun again and it could be the entertainment that i wanted it to be instead of instead of a grind because it really can be a grind when you're trying to make it your full-time thing so yeah um so i guess you were saying that you basically worked as as a stagehand essentially doing some backhand at at an arena oh yeah oh yeah i like i literally went to a school called milwaukee high school of the arts like i got so lucky (laughs) in life like you had to audition to get into my school and there were like (laughs) my graduating class was like maybe a hundred kids you know like there were 400 kids in the school in total and it was the the melting pot that we were all promised like everybody getting together to celebrate various cultures and art forms and like you know i got to like and I, you know, of course, I went into the performance stuff, but then I really got into the technical side of it because my teacher was just so fucking cool. We just called him Ralph, and he like burned <laughs> me Susie and the Banshee CDs and the Smiths, and like got me into you know English like new wave music and stuff. And I just learned so much more about theater from him. And I, like, I love, I've always loved building things and creating things, and so like building sets and doing lighting design is always something that has really interested me and so after high school i was like well what can i do for a job so i i worked at the uh, local arena here setting up for yeah i mean i've set up for the biggest names in rock and roll i sat on paul mccartney's couch once it was awesome because i got to set up paul mccartney's dressing room uh Uh, one day and i was like well i'm never going to be able to do this again and i sat down on his couch and then the woman that uh 
was I was working with her name was Sandy and she talked like this and smoked cigarettes. It was like, I need you to get off that couch. I need to keep keep it as clean as possible. But yeah, like Aerosmith, the Rolling Stones, I've I've done a little bit of everything. I've been Ronald McDonald's assistant. I've been a photographer's assistant. I have just ran the gambit of of weird jobs. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel you on that. There's a lot of them out there. A lot of weird jobs. Um, did, yeah. did you um, did you want to show us how the puppet works? Like, yeah, I, I, I can show you how the puppet works. Um, maybe I can show you. I, I, I recently tried to redo all of my wires. I can at least tell you how the puppet works. Um, let's see if I switch back. Yeah, don't. To yeah, I don't this. want you to mess anything up. Oh no, no, no! It'll be fine. But uh, well, we might have a future you're gonna see. You're gonna see. Chat or somebody watching you're gonna see my uh, Ninja Turtle sock. I hope that is okay because I can't stream uh, with my shoes on, or I can't do it with my shoes on like some drummers. Um, oh, so obviously, like, so the first game, I'll, I'll preface this by saying uh, the first game I played on stream was Chrono Trigger, and I hadn't figured out how to get the puppet to work. So I literally moved the wire because it's just a wire glued to the slot of the actual Super Nintendo, and it's just the regular spring. Um, you you are all flattering me with the John Wick comments, by the way. Like, <laughs> I, you have no idea. Like, you're just stroking my ego when I think I I look terrible most of the time. So, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but so I I hadn't figured out exactly how to make the puppet work. So I literally, you know, I it's just hot glued in there, and you know, and it just uses the natural spring in the Super Nintendo. Um, and so I hadn't figured it out. So I literally mapped all of the controls to Chrono Trigger. To the right hand or to the left hand side of an Xbox controller via an emulator, and so I could just play Chrono Trigger with this hand because it's an RPG, so it's like pretty simple. You know, it's all turn based stuff, so it's it's pretty easy. And then I would literally sit there pulling the the wire like this. <laughs> And, you know, you talk about you know, worrying about getting uh, stoned on stream. So after that, I was like, I can't do that because I tried to play uh, Super Mario RPG. And with the timings in that game, uh, it, it just became fucking impossible trying the left hand, <laughs> left brain, right brain thing. Like, I, I, I'm not that good. Um, and so I was like, well, what can I do? And I was, then I was like, oh, like, of course, Mystery Science Theater. And so that's when I decided to start, like, finding the old VHS tapes that, like, Nintendo sent out. Um, with Nintendo Power magazines. Like, there was a Star Fox video and, like, a Banjo-Kazooie video with, like, John Lovitz doing the voiceover for it. And so I was like, oh, I can just, like, watch these and... and do mystery science theater over them. And that was actually the biggest issue that I ever had on Twitch. And I actually got banned on Christmas for watching a Dr. Phil clip on video game addiction. (laughs) <laughs> and the reason I got banned was for streaming under uh, Super Mario 64 because I wasn't actually streaming Super Mario 64 uh. because there there was no just chatting category. There wasn't like a retro category. Like you uh. weren't allowed to watch videos. And so like I literally had all sorts of tricks. Like there's a game called The Darkness. And believe it or not, inside the game, there's like five or six television channels. And 
each one of them has like four or five hours worth of movies. There's like Sony Ch- Chiba's Street Fighter, Son of Street Fighter, To Kill a Mockingbird, like an entire arc of Flash Gordon that you can just like watch <laughs> inside of the video game. So I would, would literally like blow that up and like watch those movies inside of the game. And then like every once in a while, I'd like go to the blown out one and be like, oh, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm playing a video game. Like, see, look, it's the darkness, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I move around a little bit just because it was so against the rules. Um, but long way of getting to how the puppet works, how I figured out, like, how, how can I use both hands to play a video game is a drum pedal. I was hey. just like, I can, t- I can tap my foot and, and make it and make it work. So I used a rock band foot pedal. So it's just it's literally just a wire that hang on. I'll turn off the chroma keys because that'll probably help you see things real quick here. Uno momento. See, yep. I just have a regular. It's literally a dollar piece of green cardboard behind me. That is my green screen, and has always Same. been my green screen. But yeah, it's a uh, just a foot nice. pedal. Nice, so, nice sock. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. So it just it runs the wire just runs directly out of the puppet, which you can't really see. And then I tap my foot. And I have done that for nine years on Twitch. (laughs) So (laughs) I love it. You know, I I grew up watching Muppets and Mystery Science Theater and all. Wow, that's a that is that's a look right there. Yeah. (laughs) Do not adjust your sets. Um, But yeah, I I grew up loving the Muppets and, and Mystery Science Theater and really wanted to to embody that with what i did on twitch so i'm I'm gonna be branching off into youtube content and stuff finally like the whole idea that death is gonna challenge me to his bucket list of video games and if i complete all the games i might win a rematch against him is gonna be something that happens um and yeah i want to be able to like have it where essentially random events happen in my stream so like maybe we discover a new creature that people get to name and 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 things like that and just i I want people to be able to explore a little bit of you know kind of this world that i i'm creating because i don't want it to i've never wanted to just play video games like i i love creating stuff i love building the puppet i love building the the moon base um even more than i like using it so i like i've always liked being behind the camera more than being in front of the camera so no that that makes sense there's definitely a lot of ways to do that and i think uh you talk about different kinds of YouTube content. There's some, there's so much you could do that as a puppet, it's just more interesting. Like video game news, I would rather hear it from a Super Nintendo. Like, who knows? The biz was, <laughs> believe it or not, that is act. So I wasn't going to be the SNES. Like it was going to be me on the couch with the SNES. And the one clip that I have recorded of somebody else as the voice of SNES was the original show idea was the biz with SNES. And it was kind of like a joke show about video game news, like the daily show. So, (laughs) so yeah, absolutely. So thank I'm glad that it's nice to hear you because these are all ideas that like have been spinning in my head for a very long time that it's like i need to actually like buckle down and do this but yeah life just life comes at you fast um 
And I finally have the time to really focus on some of those ideas and have it's hard to do it by yourself as well, because like as much as I am okay with Photoshop and stuff like that and editing, like I, you know, I can't do After Effects work. And it's like if I could do that, it would be great. But like I have already crammed like so many skills into my fucking head that like After Effects right now is just like (laughs) not something that I can like I I just can't devote the time to as much as I would love to, you know, so yeah i can only do i can only do the basics when it comes to video editing like i i gave up on trying to learn all the fancy tricks and i don't i don't need it to to deliver most of my content so if i need something extra done or something fancy that's usually when i talk to somebody else but right and like there's there's like that i want to do it myself kind of thing like no i can do this myself but it's like I can. It's just going to take me like, you know, 20 to 50 extra hours to like get to the point where it's like I could figure out how all this stuff works. But yeah, it's it's fun for me. The the fun is figuring that out. Right. It is figuring out how to make all of those elements and stuff like that work together. You know, like I said, I've I've always been that behind the, the scenes person. Like I've always been I can I see things in people. That's why I've always liked being a teacher as well, because I'll take those students that people are like, oh, this person's super quiet. They're super hard to work with. And it's just like not everybody learns the same way and it's like if you figure out how to get people interested it's it's incredible what they can accomplish and you just can't write anybody off and and that's just the long and short of it you just have to keep keep working at it because yeah it it was amazing how many times teachers would be like how did you get this kid to act this way and it's like i let this kid be the kid that he wanted to be and like show that people will support him in his ideas and that support especially when you're a teenager just it goes a long way yeah definitely because (laughs) i mean there's there's so many different ways to learn and to think that everybody can learn in the same way is crazy that's that's why i've never understood like a class with 30 something kids all trying to learn the same lesson like well that's why they the arts high school was so perfect like did I, I did i give a fuck about math no but like all of a sudden i'm having to make a door frame and like fractions of an inch like are important because if i if they're not right like it looks like shit so it's like when you can find ways to apply learning to things instead of just being like learn this like people will learn you know some people will learn fractions through four four timings in in music or figuring out a half step up or a half step down but it's like it becomes so much more enjoyable to learn yeah right it's you know it becomes so much more enjoyable (laughs) yeah um it it becomes so much more enjoyable when it's not just hey regurgitate this shit out of a book like no you have to actually apply it to something that you want to apply it to whether it's catapulting an egg or throwing something off a building like those are the lessons that always stick with people because instead of just trying to get it through like a book like you can see a visual i've always been a visual learner it's like don't make me read a book and try to do this show it to me just show it to me once so i can emulate it and then talk me through it and then if i need to i'll go back and read it because then i can visualize the right way to do it because i've seen it done but like don't tell me to like read something and then do it and then expect it to be done right because that's not how i learn 
And, you know, there's the great Einstein quote, like, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll live its entire life thinking it's stupid. And, yeah, and that's the thing with improv. Like, everybody thinks that they need to be the funniest person on stage. And, like, the way that I got my shows was not being the funniest person. I got it by being that audience, right? By being the Luke Skywalker, by being the person that's the audience that is reacting to the wonder and the things around them in a grounded way instead of just being goofy with everybody right and so it's like not everybody has to be the funniest person in a scene you need some people to just be the grounded person and if keep it going people, and right the and flow if in there you don't everybody always need to have the punchline the, but the setups need to come for a lot of things the setup is so much more important than the punchline, right? Mm -hmm. And like, if you have a good group of people that are, you know, and that's why it's so weird because I would teach other, like every year, all of the other improv companies would come together in a particular, in a different city and learn games together. And I would always teach classes on how to do games with volunteers because I think volunteer games are great. And everybody else hated doing volunteer games because they said that it makes improv look easy. And it's like, that was such a, like backwards way of thinking because improv should be easy and it should be a skill that everybody has because at the end of the day i think of it as good critical thinking skills it's that yes and it's a more positive outlook on life it's about go it's about trying to find the positives in life instead of focusing on the negatives like and you can still address negatives and i always use the example of rock climbing like so you'll go to somebody and be really excited like oh i really want to try rock climbing and you know you have this great idea that you're excited about somebody always comes back with a negative on it right well isn't that going to be dangerous it's like well no shit of course it's going to be dangerous you could fall right you can yes and it instead and be like oh that's cool like when i ride mountain bikes i use this kind of helmet what kind of helmet are you going to buy you know you've addressed that like their safety concerns but you're still pushing it forward in a way that keeps the person excited about what they're talking about instead of knocking them down you know and i think that's a skill that everyone should have so like when it comes to volunteers like yeah bring people up on stage like invite them to do this because Everyone is smarter than they think they are, and everyone is funnier than they think they are. And it's not until they're given the chance and the support to prove it um, that they know that. And sometimes all they need is that little bit of support to, to, to believe in themselves. And I like it was so cool, you know, because I would do, you know, four or five of these shows a day sometimes. And like, so I would forget things, but I would have people coming up to me years later and tell me how much doing that one game, like, changed their outlook on life or they decided to take a class and like or they just became more open because of it and that's like that's why i love teaching improv was because it freed people of that mindset that like no you have to act this way no i'm not funny no i'm not confident because you just need to find that confidence because it's beaten out of you as a teenager <laughs> yeah i wonder if there's a way to do like live improv teaching on twitch or i've done it i've 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 done i've done several classes both in person and online especially during the pandemic for for people on twitch and especially with uh like this guest star thing and when they finally combine chats like being able to share focus is a skill and being able to listen to the person that you're currently with especially as us as streamers we're like so scared for dead air now that like we need to kind of realign how we talk in conversations and how we let things breathe so that the other person can get a word in right yeah 
No, I, I, I definitely feel you on that. And I think uh, if you ever do any kind of group improv or something uh, with stream I'll together, let me know. Hit me up. I don't know. I, you know, it's it's one of those things I've thought about. I, like the improv company that I used to do stuff with, we're not on good terms anymore. But it's like, yeah, I tried very hard to like bring them into this space because I think I definitely think there is a space for it. But the, you know, it, it's one of those things that I've always loved, and I still love teaching it. But like doing it and stuff like that now is always something that like I I don't want to be known as an improv guy again right like because it was it it, because it was something that like i i felt i needed to move past in my life like it's a it's a good tool to have and i will still teach it but like making it a show the way that i made it a show before i'm just not sure i like how how i would go about it so (laughs) that that, that definitely makes sense you don't want to get locked into a certain thing (laughs) because some things are so specific and then people only show up for that play this game do that one thing you did that i saw you do or oh god i mean i I remember being a variety streamer especially like in the early days of twitch was such like a death sentence like Mm -hmm. i i was told by several people you should just play one game and bank off that audience until you get partnered and then you can do whatever you want and i was like that seems like a really good way to like abandon an audience (laughs) you know like that seems like a really rude thing to do you know like that one game too yeah you know and so and yeah i just my brain doesn't work that way like this is supposed to be fun and like the main reason i love video games is because there is such a a wide variety of them um and i don't want to be playing like that sounds like work to me playing the same game six you know i like i think four hours is like the magical stream time i i don't think anybody should try to be entertaining longer than a lord of the rings movie you know we are not coal miners yeah right yeah like (laughs) we 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 need like our time it should feel special when you're on right Mm -hmm. it should feel like something and you know the the improv shows when they were at their smaller venue were sold out every weekend and then they moved into the 250 seat theater and they very rarely sold out shows again because it you know it wasn't that special thing you didn't have to plan in advance because you knew that it was limited like you you, you know like i've always been a quality over quantity kind of person law of diminishing returns <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> Quality over quantity is is a very interesting conversation, I guess, in a lot of in a lot of regards. Because I I like to have it. There's always that balance of, well, how much better is the quality? Like, right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then like you know, all of my friends have always been the kind of people that can can just play a video game for eight hours a day. And like, I max out at about like three hours before I'm like my brain starts being like, all right, like you need to go like do something else for a while now you know mm. so like i just yeah it top there's a it tops out for me so there's some <laughs> games where i can definitely go for longer than others most games yeah like you said that three hour mark is like geez what else can i do like i don't yeah, need to if, play this anymore if it's something new like or yeah like the witcher 3 like my god i put way too many hours into the witcher 3 yeah. but uh, it is not tobacco it is simply a one hitter uh because it quells my quantity of lead dude being back in a place where it's decriminalized but not legal is like the worst (laughs) after living in seattle for seven years like this is the worst fucking shit ever (laughs) like not being able like oh i'm out of weed like 
I can't just go to a store and buy more weed. Yeah, like, this is <laughs> this is silly. Like I, it was, I, I took it for granted for so long. <laughs> That's one thing I hope I never have to experience is that having a worse condition. I moved from Colorado to Florida, but I could still go into a dispensary and get stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'm good. There's, there's not as much stuff and it's not as good, but I could still yeah, get man. it. Yeah, man. It's uh yeah apparently like the th they you they can sell like the thca stuff in stores out here now but like it's like forty dollars for an mm-hmm. eighth and it's just like no I'm good on that yeah <laughs> so some people have really expensive stuff on that yeah and yeah the closest state is Illinois which has the worst prices in the country currently as far as weed so yeah. it's like yeah not not going there like a bunch of my friends have like phone numbers with these places and i'm like I, as, as somebody who's like going across the border to buy this stuff i'm not sure how good of a idea it is to have like a record <laughs> of every time you've decided yeah. to go and and grab some weed from across the border so <laughs> i smoked yeah. it all right before i crossed the border back i was fine <laughs> i, t- I smoked right, it all exactly. there and then i came home well you know i i live in milwaukee wisconsin which what I, I, the first thing that comes into people's head with milwaukee is beer and i have is never it? been much of a drinker beer cheese or, there I, we go yeah, I, I was like cheese i never thought cheese, about beer once yeah. but yeah on I, cheese like i mean the main reason i moved away in the first place was because like so much of this culture revolves around drinking you know like mm. ev- everything like b- bars are just everywhere and like there's really not a whole lot to do that isn't a bar here um and there's this thing called the tavern league uh which closes every liquor store here closes at 9 p.m can't buy liquor after 9 p.m because they want you to be in bars drinking um and they like it's been on the ballot and like overwhelmingly the state's like please legalize weed and there's still just very little forward momentum in it like actually happening so damn (laughs) think of all the infused cheese we could come up with Oh, I mean, we've got the be- some of the best <laughs> in the world, so it'll be great. And, I mean, Wisconsin is one of the biggest ginseng growers in the world. And so if our soil is good for ginseng, that means that it's going to be incredible for weed, too. So, yeah, I mean, if there's one thing, yeah, we Wisconsinites know how to do, it's farm. So, yeah, we've actually, my, my I'm actually in a, a family of stoners, uh, and so, like, my, my parents and I have actually been looking at land in places uh, in Wisconsin. So, <laughs> okay, there you go. Because, <laughs> like, it will happen, and it's got to happen eventually. And like, it'd be yeah. nice to be in in on the ground floor of that stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, I haven't had a drink in. Uh, at, there was one TwitchCon where I proposed to my my now ex fiance, um, and I had three shots, and I got so sick that I missed the first day at TwitchCon, and I was like, you know what, I never need to drink again like that's rough so yeah i mean i the i was i had really bad kidney problems that was the issue you know that i was talking about earlier as a kid like my kidney was growing the wrong way and the wrong shape so like i was sick for so long and it wasn't until i was like 16 years old and like had to go to the emergency room after like my pediatrician was like what was there a test today like drink water you'll be fine um 
and they like they finally figured it out but yeah for like the first 16 years of my life i had the this just horrible kidney issue that like just kept me sick like for weeks at a time sometimes and it just it sucked and yeah no no fun let me tell you (laughs) no it doesn't sound so it's like maybe not maybe drinking is like the best thing for my kidney so yeah and i i don't know maybe uh like smoking could help in a way or help with some of the symptoms i don't know maybe like i said it's always for me it like it got rid of my anxiety like i having a one-on-one conversation like this like i could get up in front of 800 people and act like a chicken if i needed to you know i would could act like a pirate i could do any of that but like having a conversation like this would terrify me a hundred times more than doing anything on stage just because there was i i didn't know how to i felt like i didn't know how to act i felt like i every conversation just eventually careened off a cliff and like exploded and then like i i went to south by southwest with my friend and i was getting stoned with him and like he just we went around and like talked to some people and i could not believe how much more comfortable i was and like from then on out it was just like this has always helped me you know it's it, i've i've always just uh, I- enjoyed being a social stoner i you know i don't care if any if everybody thinks i'm stoned or knows i'm stoned usually they don't clearly um <laughs> because yeah i've i've done these improv shows and stuff like that but yeah it's just something that i've i've enjoyed (laughs) no for sure i think uh for a lot of people they find out they're just more comfortable in a lot of situations when they're high and uh it it helps me get through a longer stream and and stay chatty because i think when i'm not high, i just get more more locked in thought i don't know some people it might be the opposite but I guess it, it depends on the mood. Some it really depends strain, on the person but, too. Yeah, it depends on the person. It, you know, I've I've smoked with every kind of person. You know, and it, like I've actually had people pass out smoking weed with me before, um, which is is funny. You but, gotta sleep eventually. Yeah, right. Yeah, just <laughs> prefer you not at the top of the stairs. But um, uh, you know, yeah, it affects every. You know, there's a great hunter. I love Hunter S. Thompson. Um, I, I've always loved journalism and stuff like that. And, you know, it's weird because everybody thinks that like, oh, Hunter S. Thompson gets you into drugs. It's like, no, actually Hunter S. Thompson was like the one who like made me aware of like American politics and, and, you know, and journalism and, and being a part of the story. And, um, I just completely lost my train of thought on on where I was going. Oh, the quote is, uh, I've never recommended drugs or alcohol, but they've always worked for me. And, and you know that's that's the thing it's just like i'm never gonna be like oh like fucking smoke weed with me you know like i'm never gonna force anybody to do it if they don't want to but yeah i i i love smoking weed with people <laughs> no i i definitely enjoy uh do you have a, a time recently where you've been maybe a little higher than usual is it is it hard to get stuff in wisconsin uh no yeah i mean that's the thing i've I've been stoned for like the last seven years straight. I feel at this point, you know, like I pretty much just I get up and I'm I'm stoned. Um, God, the last time I felt really really stoned, I I, I no, there's no good story I have for this right now. I don't I can't I honestly can't think of like, oh no, I had a wax pen. 
uh, I had like a pen that I could put like a, a just like dabs in. And my, my friend, like his actual, his wife was a, a buyer for a place in Seattle. And so he, he would just give me all this stuff. Uh, and I got to go to the Cure concert and I was hitting this wax pen. And yeah, that, that sent me through the roof. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> Went to see the Cure? How was that? Uh, it was my fourth time seeing them. And it's just, it's always, I am such a huge concert head. Um it's just always wonderful i I, like i'll cry during during certain songs and stuff like that so uh, i was actually at the arena that i worked with so they they moved me up as well um so that was nice but i I actually have been front row for a for a cure show before they are they are my favorite they are one of my favorite bands so i really i'll listen to them a lot it's one of my favorite i guess i'd say 80s bands that i listen to but yeah, the first time I saw them, it was The Cure and Interpol, and those are like two of my my absolute favorite bands of all time. So that was that, that was a like glorious show. I got the tickets for five dollars under face value because they were considered obstructed view tickets, mm. um, and it was they were pit tickets, and it was like literally me, person right here, barrier. And then Robert Smith's microphone was off center. So his microphone was like directly in front of us. I could see the fret markers on his guitar and they were (laughs) the phases of the moon, which was absolutely incredible. But my favorite being stoned at a concert story is I, I I thankfully got to see Tom Petty in, in all of his glory. And my friend had just gotten back from Denver and he, I, it was my first like official pot sucker, you know, like a pot sucker from a store. And, you know, I, I was, I had it under my tongue cause it's like, oh, you know, more receptors are under your tongue and, <laughs> and whatever. And I, I can't remember what song was on, but I was like literally looking at the stage and I could f- just feel myself like floating off of the ground. And, and like be like just floating out of my seat and it was literally like that cartoon moment where you're like oh shit am i f- like in the air and you like look down and you see that you're like above the ground and you just immediately like Foomp, come down uh and it was like one of the coolest like waking feelings i've ever had while stoned uh, i will i will never forget that moment it was delightful <laughs> That sounds very awesome. At a concert too. I mean, yeah. I I don't do a lot of concerts, but it sounds like you've seen some interesting ones. Do you have a favorite? And maybe the Cure one was your favorite. But do you have a? Yeah, the the Cure was was absolutely up there. The Tom Petty one was up there. Um, I, there's a band called Pretty Girls Make Graves. Um, they're actually playing that when you were young fest. Um, it and it's their the first time that they've played a show in 17 years. Um, hmm. and yeah, I'm really excited to see them again. Cool. Um. God, yeah. Now, if, if, uh, Death Cab for Cutie. I love seeing a Death Cab for Cutie. I've seen them seventeen times live. Um, Alkaline Trio. <laughs> I've I've seen way too many times live. Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, and I'll be seeing them again with the Postal Service uh, this next coming year. That's that's my big concert of the next year. Some no, holy shit! Somebody else remembers Pretty Girls Make Graves. Sames because like <laughs> I, I post about them on Twitter and people are like, I don't know who they are, but 
It yeah, sounds the, cool. The the, the, sounds yeah, cool. just female singer. Just I, I love a female-led band, and she just fucking rules. Like she has just such an amazing voice. Um, huh. I, I I I love her to death. Um, I, I've gotten to see the Lawrence Arms. Uh, I got to go on the Weezer cruise, which was absolutely ridiculous. I watched Dinosaur Junior from a hot tub on that cruise which was absolutely ridiculous uh because one of my exes managed a band called free energy and they were on the cruise as well Mm -hmm. so that was that was really really cool but yeah i I would go out of my way to see if there was a band that i liked i i would go out of my way to see them um for sure for for a very long time and now now concerts are incredibly fucking expensive so (laughs) No, they are. You said a Weezer cruise. It's a, a Weezer cruise. A yeah, cruise from Miami to Cozumel, Mexico. They played the Blue Album on the deck of the cruise ship to welcome everybody, and then it was the tenth anniversary of Pinkerton. So they played Pinkerton two nights in the theater, um, and then it was a music festival on water. So. Uh, just a ton of other bands were there, like Dinosaur Junior, the the Free Energy Band. Um, God, I uh, there was a band called Yuck that I ended up buying their record because I really liked them. Um, it, it was really cool, it, yeah. And then I got to go like horseback riding through like ruins in Mexico and stuff like that, which was, which was really really cool. Um, I went to Governor's Ball in New York, and that's actually where somebody we were waiting for Julian Casablanca and the Voids. And one of my friends that I actually had in New York, we we met through an Interpol group on Facebook. You know, like because mm. I was always about meeting people like through like music forums and stuff like that. There are still people that I like that are my friends that I met through like the Alkaline Trio forum um, back in the day. And, you know, so it's like I would always meet up with people when I would go places. And there was just this girl named Karen who was just absolutely beautiful. And she was my weed plug in New York. And so she had finally met up with me to give me weed. And she was with her friend. And so, like, we're waiting for this band to start. And we're we're all smoking in a circle. And it's like my first time smoking weed in like a couple days. So I'm just like, let's go. And all of a sudden her friend just like passes out in the middle of the crowd. So like, you know, I've immediately got a circle around him and like, I've gone over to get security and like, you know, we, he was dehydrated and stuff like that. And like, yeah, thankfully he was all right. But like, I'll never forget my friend, like Karen getting pulled over the barricade. And I'm just like, bye. (laughs) Like, dang, collapse from being dehydrated. Right. And then once again, that was one of those moments where people were like, you acted so quickly, like, oh, my God. And it's just like, dude, I like just smoke so much weed. Like, <laughs> what were you going to do in this situation? Like, I uh, act, I fucking acted. <laughs> like, well, so. You got to do something. That's but crazy. Yeah, that, Wait, but yeah, that what, was really cool. Did he just smoke with you? Um, yeah, he was smoking with me and being dehydrated because, you know, super exp- – like, yeah, they've been there I, all day being in the sun like that. You got to stay hydrated at the I at always say that smoking shows tests like that. your hydration. If you're not well hydrated, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit taxing when you take a big rip or any kind of smoke hit. Like, that's actually yeah. – I don't know. That's wild because – he, after that rip or after whatever he hit, he's probably extra, <laughs> extra thirsty because 
Uh, yeah, there's nothing worse than having like that cotton mouth in a crowd. Like, like even without like smoking, and you've like been moshing for a while, and then you're like, oh my god, like I need some water right now, or I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I feel like that just from smoking alone, sitting in a chair in like my air condition. You know what I mean? Like I, I'll I'll be at my house just smoking and I'll, I'll feel like oh my god i need water this second from just like a hit so outside at, a, at an event i don't i don't go places without water because i yeah uh, you gotta I need it. <laughs> I need yeah it especially i like and i found that out like after working at this arena downtown because i would like get stoned at the bus stop because i like had an absurd i hated my fucking commute that was like the worst thing about the job and part of the reason why i'm back in milwaukee was because i was just like as much as i like doing the job i was like commuting like close to two hours one way sometimes and a good chunk of that wasn't even on the bus it was like waiting for buses and then it's like i would be waiting for this bus after work and i was like fuck my mouth is so dry so it's like i always started like having that water bottle just because like you're tired like especially like after my because not only did i do tours but i like worked the events and stuff like that too and like i would just put on miles you know every shift because i would be going from one end of that arena to the other and so it's like afterwards it's like you don't realize how much more your body needs water until you take a hit and you're like oh my god please like i'm gonna suck on this (laughs) pebble because i like my mouth is so dry right now (laughs) oh man yeah, I have the old uh, saying, sip before you rip, and uh, it's just part about being hydrated when you smoke, because if you're doing a lot of smoking, you're gonna you're gonna need some water, so I definitely understand that. Yeah, especially Sucking if you're, like, <laughs> doing uh, uh, an extended amount of talking, too. It's just, like, it, it tries out go. fast. <laughs> that, that adds to it. <laughs> it's another level, yeah, smoke going in and out. I think I do mostly flower vapor now, and it doesn't seem to be as bad, but um, it's, <laughs> I don't know, it's still, like, water is required, whether it's concentrate vapor, or like a, a weed pen or a dab pen, anything like that, it's required. It's, it's just a, better. It's a PSA. <laughs> yeah. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh so uh, you got the one hitter there. You uh, smoking on anything special? Anything fancy? Or... I like. I don't even ask. Weed? Like, it's, hey, whatever my guy gets me, I'll I'll take it. You know, like... I'm at the same at the store. I don't ask. I just just give me whatever. Just give me some of the weed. And, uh, well, yeah, and, and yeah, the the indica sativa thing. Like, I. I've never like it's, it's, a scam. it's like I'm a total man like I, I you know yeah there there's like one or two strains where I was like oh damn like I feel like energized but like as far as like oh yeah this is like straight up an indica like this is gonna knock you on your ass it's like yeah no no it didn't <laughs> you know yeah. like it's just like you know it, like I feel high now and like my main level of high is like n- n- I'm gonna go like be a puppet and do all this stuff anyways you know like mm-hmm. I, I am motivated to do stuff now so <laughs> yeah it's it's really weird people think it's like you know, there's so many different kinds of highs. Like, I'm going to get a thousand different kinds of highs, like Pokemon or something. But it's like, 
There's like a few. There's like water type and fire type. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like every once in a while you can get something where you're fucked like, oh man, like I'm in the couch. But like, yeah, it's so few and far between is like how they hype this shit up or like how they decide to tell you like how it works. It's like, yeah, dude, I'm like, just get me fucking high, that, dude. <laughs> don't tell me story. I don't story. I don't need this part. Well, <laughs> and like, this is how I really you're going to feel. <laughs> I, you know, like I'll, I'll have pens like you know, when I was going to work because it didn't smell as bad. Like I would use, I would use pens in that way. But like, if I'm just like recreational smoking, I just want to be smoking flour, you know, like I, I, I want my flour. I don't need like the extra chemicals of the vape stuff or whatever the coil is like, or how it's good. Like some of them are just going to get stuck. Like, you know, I can fuck up rolling a joint, but like, you know, some, there's nothing worse than like getting a brand new pen and like taking three hits. And then like it starts oozing out or like, doesn't hit right and stuff like that but i would just always much rather i prefer my high to be flour rather than edibles or or vape so and then yeah the one hitter is simply because it burns way less and it like just because i mean i was smoking an ounce a week in seattle and i don't have the funds to do that here um so just to keep my smoking at least down a little bit and less like burning up in the bowl. Um, the one hitter is like always the way to go. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that do that just for the moderation effect on it. Like I can't overdo it. I can't hit too much. Right. I'd love to smoke a bong. Yeah. Every single time. But I know that the bong is going to like kill my weed supply three times faster than, you know, using this little guy. So, <laughs> an ounce a week yeah i mean like i said i'm a i am a high functioning stoner and it's like yeah anybody who wants to to say that i'm lazy or anything like that can literally watch me operate a puppet while interacting with my chat better than a lot of twitch streamers honestly uh to toot my own horn um and Dude. then play play bloodborne you know like i love playing hard-ass video games especially some of the older retro games now like i was scared to play those games at first now i fucking like welcome the challenge so <laughs> no i got i tell my chat to shut up when i'm playing the hard games like you guys are going to distract me i gotta focus on this one's a difficult one bro this boss is tough <laughs> just don't say nothing i gotta i gotta focus so i like I, and that's like the main reason that i picked twitch over youtube is that like especially with the improv shows that i did and like even if most of them hated volunteers every single one of them would get suggestions from the audience and once you've invited the audience to be a part of the show they become more invested in it and i want them to feel like they're smart and like they're having a cool impact on the show because they should because i truly think that nothing that i can do is as good as what we can do like i never want to do anything solo like i want to do everything as a team i i am 100% a team player a rising tide raises all boats kind of mentality like it's just doing this having one other person to play off of makes this time go so much faster than me just like sitting here talking to chat like chat's great but like the fact that there's just one other person to play off of just makes it so much easier definitely and then i mean you talked about making sure to include the chat too like that's that's i guess what this guest star thing 
is or that's what it's about so we can make look we can make the audience feel extra important here guys does anybody have a question they want to ask john wick i mean that <laughs> <laughs> you guys are serious like i ser you know like i've never been afraid of like hiding my identity but i don't particularly like how i look and i haven't been streaming as my as the puppet since i've been home and like just because of my general disposition you know getting out of a, a long-term relationship like i haven't been thinking a whole lot of myself but so the fact that you've been getting Gassing me up like this, like I really appreciate it. So thank you all. <laughs> I, I think uh, you said that uh, you don't like how you look. I think everyone's appearance is an acquired taste or has the potential to be. <laughs> De I I, we all see the worst, I think, in ourselves. So. <laughs> yeah. How did I like Washington State? I loved it. Um, I didn't want to leave, particularly when I did. I wanted to have like another year there, um, but my mom was in a car accident. My parent, like the house I grew up in, um, has been in my family. Has was built in 1903. It's been in my family since 1908, and my brother didn't want it. And my parents are looking to move, so I really want to find a way to take over the responsibility of this place um and 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 keep it in the family uh so it just seemed like the right time to come home uh just because so many life changes had happened and i was as much as i liked my job at the arena i didn't have the time to stream anymore because like i said four hours of my time was a commute because i was like living in the suburbs um of seattle and then commuting like taking the you know the freeway flyer down to seattle and it was just it was fucking exhausting and like yeah after four hours of your day is like wasted in transit you're like i just want to smoke a bowl and like watch a movie because i'm like i'm a movie guy way more than a than a video game guy as well like i wish i could just be watching movies on twitch with people like 24 7 like that aren't just public domain movies or mm. the amazon prime thing like i've done bring your own movie nights where like i have a time code up on the screen um but yeah it's just not the same so um but yeah as far as like i i recommend washington state to to anybody who loves nerd culture and it really did give me such a great boost like in streaming i helped start the seattle online broadcasters association um which was is a community of streamers out there i'm like i said i'm all about community i'm all about connecting people to make sure they do things together um you know the the, the like i i would hike at like the twin peaks waterfalls and stuff like that and go to the twin peaks diner on the weekends and then you know nintendo was in the backyard you know like i said i got to meet gabe newell because i got to tour valve because i met somebody at a bar after one of my improv shows that worked for valve you know and that's just like the kind of people you know valve's out there microsoft is out there nintendo is out there like it's such a nerd haven um that and like being somebody who's non-binary as well like now that i'm back here it's like that's you know something that like is kind of weird to tell people and i'm not sure how accepting they are like in seattle it's like yeah all right you know like that's cool like it, it's just i i love i love the people out there i love the city i wake up every, i would wake up every day wishing it was raining um because that's just i love the sound of rain hitting everything um 
so yeah i I love the environment i can't recommend it enough if it's a it's if it's a place you're thinking about visiting definitely check out a pax like some of my best memories are are going to paxes and doing pax things um and just meeting people you know it's not even about the event it's about asking somebody like well what do you do you know and then just having a conversation and going on an adventure um and yeah those were some great times so hey any other questions no, yeah, about the puppet or yeah yeah we want to definitely take some chat questions if there's any good ones but i want to ask about some movies you, you seen any any good old movies lately good old movies i just showed my friend uh vampire hunter d bloodlust mm. uh which is one of two animes about the character of d who is a vampire hunter and it's every frame of this movie looks like it could be an oil painting it's just absolutely it is a gorgeous gorgeous movie it sounds familiar i may need to check that one out i love yeah. that kind of stuff especially the way you're describing it where every frame looks like an oil painting Th- those are my favorite because there's definitely some anime where you take a, a few of the frames out of it and it's what is this <laughs> what yeah, is this crap it, <laughs> well it, especially because like, the second one the the first the first one came out in like 88 89 or something so it's very much like you know they're still trying to figure out you know some of the animation techniques or or it's that very you know just like early stuff and then like the second one came out in like 2001 and just like the leap between the two is just absolutely astonishing um and yeah it's really hard to find i like had i had to buy the blu-ray of it um because it's not on a single streaming service like you can't even rent it if you want it to which is why you should tire things i mean what um arg, but, what did you say arg, i mean <laughs> hey they took away everybody's discovery stuff and i saw a, a great picture on twitter that was if you're just buying a license for something you technically own then you can't steal it either right hey, there you so go. <laughs> there you go you can't steal it if you own yeah. it we were I talking about Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust Bobberton. So, uh, yeah, there's two of them. It's actually based on a book series, and there's like 30 books. Like, he, the guy started writing them in the 70s, and they didn't start coming out in English until like the mid 2000s. But it's not even manga, they're like straight up books. Um, and I'm like, I got them all in a humble bundle. I'm like five books deep. And yeah, the, the universe is just this incredible fantasy, but like also sci-fi. It's like vampires took over and like advanced technology and then realized that like the moon was a way cooler place to be and then like fucked off to the moon after 5,000 years and just like let humans like, you know, take over again. And so like now the vampires that are left are like, you're old, like we're going to hire somebody to kill you you know and like (laughs) nobody respects vampires anymore it's such a wonderfully like dystopian apocalyptic future kind of world it's absolutely gorgeous thank you for all the follows everybody hey no worries oh yeah i I forgot to do the uh, shout out in the beginning i forgot to do a couple of things i'm I'm uh, new at this. Uh, look. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm business hard. on Twitch. Yeah, B-I-Z-S-N-E-S. So, yeah, nine nine years in January. I'll be partnered seven years in February. So, and that was because actually because of movies, uh, because of the Oscars. Because there was one year 
um, that the they were allowing you could co-stream the Oscars on Twitch, and it was originally uh, the way that it, people thought it was only for partners, and so everybody was bitching like, "Oh, it's bullshit that this is for partners," and blah 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 blah, and. I yes ended and I was like, this is just one more reason for me to be working towards my partnership. And the head of partnerships at the time saw that. And we had talked at a PAX, you know, earlier and I had applied for partnership three times using his name on the thing. And I eventually thought it was hurting me instead of helping me because I reached out to the head of Twitch's PR and I was like, Hey, you know, I, Anil, you know, told me to do this, but he's not in. So I was hoping you might be able to put in a good word for me. And the guy's response was, I think that might be a little above Anil's pay grade. And it's like, (laughs) okay, well, I wouldn't have done that if he didn't ask me to, but like, he literally handed me his business card at PAX and was like, I look forward to working with you apply for partnership. And then, you know, I sent him a couple emails but it was like always I got an automated response like, hey, I'm in Japan. Hey, I'm here. And he saw that tweet and was like, dude, like apply for why haven't you applied for partnership? And I'm like, I did. I actually just applied again. And he's like, what's your name? And I told him my name and I got the email saying, congratulations, you're partnered. <laughs> and that's how that's how I got partnered on Twitch. So it's like every once in a while, just, you know, take take the high road. <laughs> Um, is Rasta. is always the advice weed. that I will give people weed. So, <laughs> Ooh, so like yeah, uh, you know, and I've like I've always tried to be something different. Like I said, I've I predued. I there is only there was only one character streamer on Twitch before me, and that was a Shiba Inu Shiba Inu face rig. That was just like a basic face rig model that you could have, right? Um, and that guy ended up being a piece of shit. So, you know, Dang. like th- there were a couple people that came like a couple months after me, but like I am one of the, if not like the original character um, streamer on Twitch. So, um, you know, and like I've watched, I've watched those other people, you know, kind of blow past me and like get a lot more recognition and stuff like that for me for it than like i ever did um and it's hard not to be bitter about that stuff especially like when you try to work with some of them and then they find out they like actively like kept you out of things um but it's still not a reason like i've still had some wonderful experiences like i was on a team with I, i don't know if anybody remembers scribbly uh, but Scribbly was a talking TV on Twitch uh, for a while, and he was just—he he was so fucking cool and so fucking awesome. And we we worked on this whole thing like guest star, like we because we all wanted to stream together and do things together, but there wasn't any system for that at the time. So we like literally set up a server in our one friend's house because he had all this tech, and so we all streamed to him, and then he streamed out to everybody so that we could have all of the like cameras and all of the scenes in one place and then you know pick what people could see and send it out so there wasn't any lag between what they saw and we could all stream together and we literally got like three streams deep and then our friend with the server is like i got my dream job at a video game company i'm moving to canada like see y'all you know and yeah and then yeah you know like i said i got hired I, I got picked as like one of 12 people to go to Twitch to do this hosting and interview workshop to be trained in hosting and interviewing for all the conventions, which is like, you know, because 
Twitch used to have a presence at every convention, like even Comic Cons and stuff like that. And so, like, that's what I wanted to do because that was the next step, you know. Like, I, like I said, I always wanted to do journalism and interviews and stuff like that. So it's like that was going to be my next step. Like, oh, they they noticed me on Twitch. Now I can do this hosting and interviewing stuff. Um, and so they like they literally flew me down to San Francisco, and I spent two days in their training program, and you know I became certified. Uh, and then two weeks later, they literally like laid off the people that trained me. <laughs> and and fired everybody from the staff and said, yeah, we're not doing conventions anymore. Um, and it's like, all right. So, you know, then I, I got a job at a used video game store for a while. And uh, and the, the plan was to stream from the store as well, because I know DS Koopa, who is a streamer in Washington as well. And I just thought it would be fun to stream from a used video game store, you know, like clerk style. And like, I kid you not, like the second day that I worked there, uh, a producer from LA called the store and was like, Hey, we're filming a TV show, uh, like American pickers for video games. Uh, d- you know, would your store be interested in being a part of this? And I like, I pitched the, p- the people who, who ran the store, uh, you know, I pitched myself and these people from LA came out and, and filmed a pilot for a TV show with us, this pink gorilla place and a couple other stores. And like, I got my friends, uh, comic book shop involved with it. Cause I know an, a wrestler out there that like also ran a comic book shop and like, I got all my friends involved and like, I got to go to this car museum and like sit in the Flintstones mobile from the John Goodman movie and like talk about its design and, you know, talk about it with the the president of this car museum. And it came down to our show or a spinoff of American Pickers uh, and the spinoff of American Pickers won. So yeah, it's, and that was like two years ago now. So you know, I've gotten pretty close to the things that I've wanted to be doing, and I like I like doing Twitch, but I've never like wanted to be like, hey, like sub to me, sub to me, sub to me, because like I always, I I didn't want to feel like I was ever abandoning people, because I would see other people like get the jobs that I wanted and and stuff like that, and it's like that's where I wanted my goal to be. So, yeah, it, it has been a strange journey through it. So. <laughs> And there's a lot of ways to get there. So I think it's just, it's finding the right path. I mean, you know, it sounds like you've had a lot of interesting opportunities or interesting things, especially uh, that, that pilot that you were just mentioning. Yeah. Um, is that your, like your ultimate is to, to just be a part of like some sort of production show or, or yeah i want to i want to produce something i want to direct something you know i i helped uh produce metal gear solid con or mgs con memes jeans and snakes con don't want to get sued by konami um but and, and that was you know like putting all of those puzzle pieces together like getting all the voice actors together getting all the artists together uh making sure that you know because we had it was both an online convention and an in-person convention so you know we had to make sure that the elements for both were good because we pay uh, people paid to watch the online 
convention and i didn't want people to feel like they got anything less like i wanted to make sure that they felt like they got a convention like it was special for them too so we had interviews that were exclusive for them as well um and so it really like it was the honestly the first time in my life that i felt you know because you know especially when you get out of a long relationship and so much in your life changes and you like you know i was doing really got good at that other job and, and had to leave it and you know you think like have i have i wasted my life on this shit um and then i got to do something like metal gear solid con where like literally every single thing that i've ever done in my life whether it was the photography assistant or the stage crew stuff or the running of conventions in washington because i helped with the convention called renton city retro um or the twitch stuff because i literally had to figure out because david Hayter, the voice of solid snake couldn't be there in person but he he was willing to call in to the convention so it was my job to figure out how do i get it so the people on this panel with regular microphones can hear somebody on a zoom call and also communicate with this person on a zoom call so i had to figure out how to route the sound from <laughs> you know the soundboard into the computer but then also out to the soundboard without feeding back you know and so you know doing that, that easy. it's it, it definitely was not um <laughs> You know, doing that, plus having to be the host of the online presence, plus having to put out all of the fires on the back end of this convention, you know, doing this all in a single day. It was like the first time and then seeing the results of it, like this was a first time convention and we had people that ran other conventions be just blown away. They could not believe at the, the quality of this convention. And, you know, the the fact that so many people walked away from it saying, you know, that this is a life changing experience, like, and that's what it is, you know, like, I will never hate that I haven't gotten where I thought I should be in life, because life is all about the experiences that you have. And between the concerts I've been to and the friends that I've made and the things that I've gotten to do just being in this space, like, I've never been the biggest person but like Rockstar Games is sending me a holiday care package this year. Like I got Cyberpunk for free. You know, I got the the collector's edition, you know, like I've gotten to go to E3. I was in the crowd when Keanu Reeves was like your breathtaking. And you know, your your life is all about these experiences and I like I am so grateful and I am so thankful and I know that some people don't have the opportunities that i have i've had and the fact that i've even been able to come this far and to do as much as i have been like all i can be is grateful for the experiences i have <laughs> no that's that's a good way to look at it and uh i i think those experiences can help you build towards like the next thing that you're working on you always have some information to look back on is there is there anything that you're working on new or any any projects or content that you're you got in the works? Uh, I'm I'm just like I said I'm really putting all the things that I've been I I've wanted to I've been hemming and hawing about doing for my stream. Those are like I haven't I, I've been back in Milwaukee for about three months now, and I really haven't been streaming uh, because I've just you know I've been trying to figure out like myself again but like i also i've been putting off doing things for my stream and and streamlining things and so one of my uh, very best friends that i've actually known since sixth grade at this point um 
is like finally helping me on the back end and can just do a couple more things that like yeah i could do but like he's willing to step into that producer role for me and like yeah just having that extra person behind me um it just means the world to me so we've really been working on figuring out like okay you know like i have you know like this scene for uh snes and you know, like he's made it now where like I can turn the lights on and off. So like when the lights are off, all of the little computer screens and stuff like that will still glow. And then I can hit a button and it's like a light switch, you know, like the lights will like flicker on and stuff like that. And, you know, just make it feel more alive than just these static images of things. Right. And so very much trying to capture that mystery science theater vibe. Um, And, you know make things that you know in an age where like ai art is becoming so prevalent like i love building things and so like i've literally it it takes up like two pieces of foam core now but this outer scene here i'll i'll go grab it really quick and hopefully not break anything but uh i'll uh i'll i'll go grab but i've actually built the outside of this moon base so one second here okay I'm on water number two, chat. We opened our spare water, you know, sometimes you got to keep one in the inventory, but you got one out in your action bars ready to use at all times. I pulled out the inventory one because uh, it was ready to go, but make sure you got water, guys. Make sure. It's very important. All right, I honestly don't even know if you're going to be able to see all of it, but we'll Let's give see. it a try. Let's, Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. What can you see here? But, uh, yeah, so. Oh. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So, hang on. I think I, I can turn on the lights. But. Oh. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, I love just building physical yeah. things. And yeah, so I'd much rather spend like six hours doing this than like, yeah, sitting and, and playing a video game and stuff like that. But yeah. Eh? Yeah. Eh? Identical. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and it's just, it's foam core. Like, it's literally foam core and a couple 3D printed things. So, much better than AI. Exactly, Dumpling Doodle. So, give me a second here and I'll make it talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I probably could with the garage door. So. <laughs> But, I was thinking right. that once, you, once the I was kidding. I'm totally kidding. Once the, <laughs> once the eyes lit up, I mean the uh, porch lights or whatever. Yeah, you could be like the host or something like that. And now <laughs> your host business. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up loving Pee Wee Herman and Mystery Science Theater, and so I've always mm-hmm. like wanted to kind of capture that vibe and an homage, an homage, if you will. There so you be right back. I just thought of something crazy, like multiple camera angles multiple puppets you like cut to another one you got to do all these different voices but you could have like a crazy it's a lot of lines you got to remember maybe maybe you wrote them down but you could do multiple characters i'm just over here talking i could do it i'm gonna do puppets no i don't think i can because, uh, I tried once and my hand got tired. No, I had the foot pedal one. I can do feet. 
feet powered what's the buzzing um i think uh you know we're just we're just you know we're hanging out okay dokie okay dokie we're back we are but yeah, that's so like I I'm eventually gonna film stuff with that and like I want like spaceships to show up and satellites to show up and at like asteroids like Armageddon style. Like I want chat to be able to stop asteroids from crashing into the earth and stuff like that. And yeah, just try to try to make a game within a game and try to See, make the stream kind of a game. So if you give it any Twitch chat the power to destroy the asteroids before they hit the earth, are they gonna is that the one time they're like, I don't need to destroy the asteroids? Like, I don't. I figured that's like when the stream would be over. It's like, oh, sorry, like stream's over. <laughs> uh, uh, Twitch chat in general is like the the epitome of like fuck around and find out. Like they'll just, they'll, they'll 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 try they'll they'll, they'll, fuck, they'll see. Velociraptors uh, testing the fence, and they never test the same place yeah, twice. There you go. Yeah, they're, they're wild. They get out of hand. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just, maybe it's just mine. No, I'm kidding. Oh, man. So I'm, I'm nice and high, but I think I want to get even higher. Like, I don't, even, Wait, I've been doing a decent amount of rips. I don't want to. Oh, yeah, please. Please do. Wait, what explosions, Nate? My cousin's what? in the channel. Something about he said he was going to start streaming and he's, yeah, he keeps hearing random explosions. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe about the asteroids. Oh, there you oceans. go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I do that all the time where I'll, I'll be talking about a couple of subjects or I'll read a couple of lines of chat. And I'll ask the first person, like, what the fuck are you talking about after I responded to the second person? Like, oh, the first thing I just said. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that is the worst thing. It's like every once in a while I'll be talking. And it's like, fuck, what? What are they even responding to? What did you know? What did I say that they're responding to this way? Or they'll be like, "Oh, I love that movie." I was like, "What fucking movie was I quoting?" <laughs> like, I don't even remember. Like, it's so, you know, like I, I would say that like if I wasn't a person, I would be like Oogie Boogie. But instead of like bugs, like pop culture references would just slither out of me if you cut open, <laughs> which is in itself a pop culture reference. So take it as you will. <laughs> take it as you will. There you go. But yeah, I've always loved movies and stuff like that. Grew up loving Star Wars, and you know, always. I, I in kindergarten, I drew a picture of me behind a camera filming Darth Vader. Like I didn't even want to be the person in front of the camera. Like from a very early age, like I wanted to be the person behind the camera making it happen. Um, yeah, and like that first making of video from Star Wars to Jedi, like when they show how the job of the hut puppet works you know like seeing stuff like that like absolutely inspired me and like i was like i want to make puppets and stuff like that so <laughs> have you done many other puppets no i did one like when mystery science theater was like super popular i made a puppet like it was out of like a wiffle ball thing and like a bleach container and it wore like my old return of the Jedi shirt that I had grown out of and stuff like that. Um, yeah. There is, you know, you talking about things that I've never done on stream uh, so far back that this was a mixer idea and even it predates mixer, but I, there was always supposed to be a, a Sega Genesis that was supposed to be like the rival of SNES that was going to have his own Twitch channel. 
Um, and you know it was the genesis nemesis it was or gene the genesis and so for a while it was going to be mixer right like the sega was going to stream on mixer and i was going to stream on twitch and Uh you know there we would have like a fight you know between them just like sega and nintendo you know like and i thought that would be fun and then like mixer imploded and yeah you talk about like trying to get people to do stuff i have built two different sega puppets because it's like i can't be i can't be two puppets you know like being one puppet is enough like i I mean could i potentially but like like i said i've always wanted to stream with other people and so i have sent it to i sent the puppets to two different people and after receiving the puppets they flaked on me and have not sent me the puppets back (laughs) damn yeah so they got some cool ass puppets though for sure, yeah. He, the 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 Gene looked angry. He was a very angry looking puppet. So, oh, that sounds crazy. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. That would be interesting to just have multiple camera angles and cut to a, another puppet or something onto one show, where you're just arguing back and forth. Or, that that would be a way to do it with the the Sega Genesis and the yeah. The I wanted him to be just like a full on bully. You know, like I wanted him to be a '90s high school bully, like the kind of person that would shove SNES into a locker. What up, you dude? know, yeah, just that extreme. You know, that extreme attitude. You know, yeah. and, and just like odd couple our way like through co op games. You know, <laughs> yeah. I thought it would be a be an absolute blast. So, and then I like I you know I've thought about the the Nintendo. Nintendo 64 kind of looks like a koala, so I always wanted it to be like a koala in a tree. <laughs> and then I wanted the Dreamcast to be a ghost because I thought it was like gone before it. Like the Dreamcast still has a job to do. Like it was gone before mm. its time, and it it died too soon. Um, kind of deal. I mean, it, before it was it was SNES. Yeah, it was going to be a regular Nintendo. And like, because I thought it would be easier to, you know, be able to move the slot (laughs) up as opposed to the spring that's in the Super Nintendo. And then I was like looking at a Super Nintendo and I was like, oh, my God, that is so much more of a face than uh, a regular Nintendo. It could be a lore video that you do with the regular NES. You just (laughs) come up with something. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and yeah it started off as a youtube series it was going to be called uh single gamer and my character was going to be my parents won the lottery when i was young and bought me a super nintendo and then went off traveling and then just never came back and so like i just never left the house and the super nintendo became like my best friend <laughs> and so like i would interact with like a mailman you know like mr mcfeely style and he would be like the one that would like bring me games and we would talk about the them a little bit and then i would ultimately have the episode with the super nintendo on the couch to me because i like wanted to be able to like react to it you know because like i said i got my shows not by being the funny one but being able to react to the funny mm-hmm. one so i always felt like i would be the perfect person to ground this nest you know and make it more believable because i treated it like a, a real person um there's a great kermit the frog ted talk about the conspiracy of craziness and you know when you can get a group of people to believe something is true uh not because they know it's true just because they want it to be true it's it's a fun thing um and that's you know what happens with the power of the muppets and stuff like that like they know it's not real but you if you treat it like it is um it's just so much better that way it's so much more fun that way (laughs) yeah and i guess the the step to do it <laughs> you, you have you considered ventriloquism at all with it where <laughs> i'm so sorry i don't know why i went there with it but 
Yeah. Oh, man. I, I definitely have thought about... Yeah. Yeah, the ventriloquism. Okay, uh, I thought, you were, wa- I thought yeah. you were walking off as, a, as yeah. a, I'm insulted by the question. So no, no, it is it is okay. definitely, you know, like I said, it's so many ideas, it's really hard fun. for one person no, to uh, do it. But, but I feel like with the beard, I'm like, uh, I'm like halfway there because you, you, I, like it's 50%, right? You know, like I'm yeah. al- I've already got half of it covered. <laughs> <laughs> it, it seems like there's a lot of angles, I guess, especially if you can control with your foot Uh, but i mean the like i said i have no ill will towards any character streamer on twitch but like the one thing that i always disliked was like oh you're like that talking cat and it's like no i like predate that talking cat by by quite a bit actually and uh, you know and and so that's never gonna go away people they they can't thankfully he went away so right and it's 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 hard getting compared to things especially when they are they're like especially the the talking cat person was a particularly not everything is a comparison with Um, a a typical person every game that comes out it can't be a game they have to instantly be able to compare it to well what is this like oh lego fortnite this is like minecraft or you know like or as it has to be you know, and, and that's why I've always used like mystery science theater because like people get it right away instead of staring at me blankly when I'm like, I'm a puppet on Twitch, you know, and yeah. but it's like, oh, you, have you watched <laughs> mystery science theater? Yeah. Oh, I, I do that with video games, you know, like, so yeah, you got to that like or as <laughs> and yeah, it just it oh, yeah. gets very boring that way. And so, uh, you know, I've I been compared you. to a lot of things, you know, Charles Manson, like I just said, but <laughs> like, I'm not sure how much I want to be like, oh, you're like Jeff Dunham. You know, like that's really not a comparison. Oh, like, yeah. no, you know, like, oh, that. you're a puppet <laughs> and a ventriloquist. Like, so you love Jeff Dunham, right? Like, hell fucking no, I do not. Bust like out that the jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> What about oh, Jesus? Man. Yes, I've heard Jesus. Uh, without the beard, I get Eric Foreman from that '70s show, um, which is true because, like, my uh, the upstairs in the place that I grew up in was a haven, and it's in Wisconsin. Um, and yeah, I just I had the friend group that just always was welcome. Like, if the if I was up, the door was open, and you were just welcome. Um, and yeah, Frodo, Frodo from Lord of the Rings, I got all the time. <laughs> uh, for 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 those of you of my generation, Joey McIntyre was like the first from New Kids on the Block was the first person that I was really <laughs> compared to in school. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've been told like I look like a lot of people over the years, <laughs> yeah. especially with the long hair. Like I and I love having long. They hair. can't help it. You look yeah. just they. People gotta compare everything to something. Aaron Rodgers, like the I am, you know, 115 pounds soaking wet, and people are like, you know, you look like Aaron Rodgers. It's like, yeah, maybe if you deflated him, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I am definitely not, uh, yeah, football player size. That is, that is for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what they're, they're talking about. I guess it, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe you see it in eyes and facial features and hair and stuff like. The shorter hair, the like the more yeah. goatee kind of beard. Apparently, beard. I I looked like hair. it, but yeah. <laughs> I think it might be facial. Does that does Aaron Rodgers have like a? He did, facial yeah. Hair? He okay. he had a beard for for a while, yeah. That was very similar. I get a I get a lot of comparisons, and every time I look it up, it's just some white guy with a goatee, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, but like, no, nah, I don't. It, there's nothing else. Like, it's just he has the same. He's got this. Like, it's not. It's never, 
I'm never like, yeah, this guy kind of looks like me. There's a few maybe here and there, but every time it's it's a new name that I hear, I just look up at some white guy with a goatee, and I'm like, okay, I don't... Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, I didn't really start smoking weed until, like, I was a senior in high school, and it's just, like, everybody thought, I, like, I just always had bags under my eyes anyways, and people are like, are you stoned? It's like, nope, <laughs> I'm just tired, I guess, yeah. I've been playing games all night. <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, so it's like, yeah, whatever. Like, compare me who you want, <laughs> who, who you want. Like, I did have a really bitchin' mustache for a while. That was like, I, I got quite a bit of compliments on. It's it, it, it's fun, but like, my beard just grows so fast that like, I'm too lazy to maintain it because it's like I will shave all this off, and by the morning I will like have to shave again if I don't want it to have like a five o'clock shadow. Like my hair just grows obscenely fast. <laughs> Yeah, that's annoying. I can't, I can't do that. You no, just, I like, and it was so weird because, like, in my twenties, it was like super patchy, and then I was like, oh, I just needed to. I'll just like wait through that awkward phase of like having it grow in, and that was a fucking mistake because, like, once it all grew in, like, I would go get straight razor shaves, and like, I would hear them like clear a side of my face and then they would go and work on the other side and then they would come back to this side and do the same exact spot and you you could hear the difference like of the the razor hitting Harrigan it's like my straight razor shaves like always took like twice as long as other people's like my <laughs> I was told my I had an eight and a half inch mohawk for my senior oh, prom man. uh and I was told my hair was like shearing a sheep so yeah my hair is quite thick <laughs> we, we hold up a, an eight in, eight and a half inch mohawk with some glue. Eighteen dollar hairspray. It was called Blue B L U. Um, yeah, or oh, Jello. Uh, yeah, f f Jello without putting jello? the sugar. In. Yeah, you can use Jello uh, to because it get, it makes it really really stiff. So, does it add the color? No, no, you, you or it shouldn't. <laughs> Jello. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, 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 <laughs> it threw me off. I'm like, that sounds like a strange hair product, but no, it's very punk rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, oh, that was fun. Graduated from high school with the mortarboard like pinned directly to the side of the of the hair. It was awesome. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and you said you didn't start smoking until like senior year in high school. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, there was no, like, I had probably gotten high once or twice, but, like, yeah, it wasn't until I was, like, a senior that I was like, you know what, I kind of I kind of like this, so. And mm -hmm. then once I really got into, with the improv company was when I became, like, a daily kind of stoner, because we would literally, like, we would be sent out all over Wisconsin to do shows, and then we would, you know, it would be, like, half hour 45 minute car ride there and then a half hour 45 minute car ride back so i mean just get stoned in the van on the way home it was uh it was fun time so yeah it was, it was good it was great vans are for, I'm pretty sure. it was yeah with a bunch of comedians that are like trying to make each other laugh like yeah, oh, I, yeah i definitely learned a lot about comedy from those trips as well so that's gotta be a, that's gotta be a good time it was yeah yeah oh, the man. The company had been around for, like,
like th- 30 years at that point and i had been seeing shows since i was a kid and yeah i start i started a team up at my high school and by the time i was a senior like i, I really it-, it-, it was so i i had like the exact opposite of high school experience of everyone else like i got so lucky like i said i i started off in a shitty high school which is a completely different story um but i you know i got to audition to this to this high school and you know everybody had a major you could be a creative writing major you could be a theater major you could be a dance major you could be a vocal major you could be a band major you know like whatever your art form was you could be and like we didn't have the problems of regular high schools like we didn't even have a football team you know like if you like football they sent you to pulaski to to you know to play football and stuff like that so it literally was like everybody coming together to celebrate everybody's different cultures and different art forms and and putting it all together and it was just it was such a it it was such a beautiful experience and i i'm so sad that other people didn't have that high school experience because it was I, I got so lucky and so i started this improv team up my junior year and senior year like me and my friend david who like i said has been my friend since sixth grade like we would do morning announcements you know we would and we wouldn't do the regular announcements we would just do like a promo for the, our the improv thing and like you know we would do one as like the power rangers so it's like ay 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 you know like we need teenagers with attitude to come to you know to the improv venue you know on saturday to help us against goldar oh get those teenagers you know and, and you know we would sell out this theater as high school students. And so they offered me a job in high school. And my first job at this comedy club was I, I wasn't the valet Parker. I was the ballet Parker. So I literally wore a tutu and stopped every car that came into the parking lot and welcomed them to the place and then danced them to their parking spot you know and i worked for tips and like that was your first job you know like that's where you like cut your teeth and then you got to move up to host so that's where like you started honing your characters and stuff like that uh because you got to interact with people as they're going to their seats you know and then slowly you would start doing shows and you know i got to start doing shows there and then i ended up taking over the high school league that i was a part of and ran that for many many years so it was an absolute blast and i i always i have always loved teaching so it was always a, a fun thing to do so you're clearing like a thousand bucks a night doing this ballet oh totally night. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah those midwest tippers are very very generous so got a got a 20 every once in a while but yeah it, it kept me in skateboards through high school which was which was good and a big part of who i was as well at the time so just trying to envision where you fit all that cash in the tutu like because you got the tights <laughs> on like it's uh, they, cash. there's a bo- there was a box inside with a weird pair of mar- mannequin legs and a tutu sticking out of it and they could put money in as they left so like the good guys would like sometimes stand next to it and be like bye see you so you could like guilt trip people into it but yeah i had some That's moves I, like i said i i was in uh, i was in 11 musicals back to back um you know total theater kid total total you know nerd and stuff like that so yeah i knew how to dance and stuff i i I started off as a vocal major at that school 
um because there there weren't any openings in the theater department um because i was like fuck it i'll sing you know if it means that i don't have to if i didn't have to go to the high school i was at which was an absolute like it was that nightmare high school like kids getting beaten up every lunch period and stuff like that it was it was featured on like dateline for being like one of the worst schools in the country and uh yeah yeah, I uh, I got, I got it. Uh, so I auditioned Damn. to this. I auditioned to the. Yeah, if you want to hear my the crazy story, um, you know, I, I was doing musicals at uh, at just like a youth theater, and I was complaining about how I fucking hated this school because like my social studies teacher literally handed out money based on who was going to football games uh or not handed out money but he would hand out homework based on who was going to football games and if you went to the football game you'd do less homework so i was like this fucking sucks like i hate this and they're like well why don't you go to milwaukee high school of the arts and i'm like i don't even know what that is and so they explained it to me and i was like oh my god like how did i not know this was a school and so you know, I wanted to be a part of the theater program, but there weren't any spots. Like I said, it's a very small school. And like through the choreographer of the uh, of the youth theater, I was able to get an audition for the vocal department. And like I said, I was like, fuck it, I'll sing, um, you know, whatever. And so we picked a song that worked for my voice. Like I didn't take anything else into account. Like I didn't care about what the song was about. I was just like, all right, I know this kind of works for my voice. Uh, And that song was America, the beautiful. And my audition date for this high school was September 11th, 2001. (laughs) So I woke up to my mom saying, Hey, it's time for your audition. Also a plane just hit the world trade center to which I responded, well, where were they going? Because, like, I wasn't thinking, like, passenger plane. I was thinking, like, sightseeing Cessna. And so, like, I was actually watching TV, like, when the second plane hit. And then I go to this audition for this school, and I'm singing this fucking song about America in an empty music room with just, like, the director of the music program of this school. And... You know, it was just absolutely wild. And I knew I made the right decision to go to that school right away because the principal, I heard that principal's announcement and he was like, hey, just so you know, like nobody quite knows what's going on right now. If you want to go home, you can go home. Just please let us know because we want to make sure that you're safe. If you want to stay here and talk to us, like feel free, but just know that none of us really know what's going on right now. And I thought that was such like, an adult way to talk to your students that like, I couldn't like, I couldn't believe it. I was like taken aback by it. And so then I have to go to the old high school to like drop off my books and fill out the paperwork. And it's like, do not leave your classrooms, not even for lunch. Any kid found in the the hallway will be immediately suspended. And it's like, dude, these kids are like scared enough already. And you're like <laughs> treating them like they're inmates, which I mean, they did all the time. Like the school would literally go on lockdown, you know, mm-hmm. where people weren't allowed to leave the, the classrooms because the fighting would get so bad. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> that was the start of the my high school experience and then i had to go to a funeral after that so it's like what a what a just absolutely surreal surreal day but yeah a, a definitely a life-changing day for me in in many ways um but yeah i i would not have been the same without finding that high school because there's no way i would have finished high school without uh, without the that theater keeping me there 
because I was just so bored with regular classes. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's really interesting, man. That's <laughs> that's a that's a pretty pretty interesting story. I was very surprised. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to say the America, the beautiful part before getting to nine eleven, because people like ah, know yeah. immediately. Like, but it's like, yeah, it was it it was surreal. <laughs> no, that's that is very interesting. Well, uh, I think uh, this might be a, a good spot to wrap it up here, and we can hop on some some Lethal Company in in just a little bit if if you're ready. Do you want to just give everybody a little little outro, say uh, where they can find you, what you might be up to in the future that they might want to tune into, or? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be making Twitch my full-time thing again. Once again, I stream as business uh, on Twitch, and it's the same on Twitter if you want to find me there. And uh, yeah, if you like Metal Gear Solid, if you like retro games, if you like video game history, uh, I am a video game historian as well. I love teaching people about the history of video games. Um, so if that if that's anything that interests you, uh, come check it out. And yeah, I... Uh, MGS Con 2 will be happening. We'll be announcing the Kickstarter for uh, the second year shortly, as well as the dates for that, uh, as well as some pretty big surprises. So if you like older video games, please uh, check me out. Thank you so much for uh, getting stoned with me tonight, everybody. <laughs> hey, Mo, appreciate you chilling. And uh, yeah, man, uh, it was a very good chat. Very good to have you on. Um, anytime hey, no so any, like I said collaboration is, is key so anytime you want to do anything like this I'm, I'm always happy to have a conversation so yeah Hell and don't yeah. give up never give up never surrender because you never know like Harrison Ford was like in his late 30s when he got his first movie role so like just just keep swinging and you'll never know what happens so you're well on your way chat well on your way